0: listening to the mystical city of god in a year podcast i'm father edward looney and throughout the year i'm reading and reflecting on this four volume over 2500 page work by the venerable maria of agreda if you would like to discuss today's readings you can join the facebook group mystical city of god in a year podcast and there share your own reflections about what we're hearing throughout this year now let us thank god for the life of venerable maria of agreda All good and holy God, we thank you for the life of your servant Maria of Agreda. May we follow her holy example and shun the allurements of the world and abandon ourselves to your perfect will. Like her, may we enter into the quiet of heartfelt prayer and find your presence deep in the silence of our souls. Through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, the Immaculate Conception, may we pursue with deepest longing a profound purity of heart, mind, and body. By the prayerful help of Venerable Maria of may we become holy and radiate the light and life of Christ to all we meet. Amen. Today is day number 118. We are reading from chapter 18 of volume 2, and we are reading paragraphs 237 to 242. 237. In this way, Most Holy Mary put into practice the doctrine of the eternal word, who humiliated himself so far that being the form of the eternal Father, the figure of his substance, true God of the true God, he nevertheless assumed the form and condition of a servant. Hebrews 1, three, Philippians 2.6-7 This lady was the mother of God, queen of all creation, superior in excellence and dignity to all creatures, and yet she remained the humble servant of the least of them, and never would she accept homage and service, as if due to her... Nor did she ever exalt herself or fail to judge of herself in the most humble manner. What shall we now say of our most execrable presumption and pride? Since, full of the abomination of sin, we are so senseless as to claim for ourselves with dreadful insanity the homage and veneration of all the world. And if this is denied us, we quickly lose the little sense which our passions have left us. This whole heavenly history bears the stamp of humility, It is a condemnation of our pride, and since it is not my office to teach or correct, but to be taught and to be corrected, I beseech and pray all the faithful children of light to place this example before their eyes for our humiliation. 2.38. It would not have been difficult for the Lord to preserve his most holy mother from such extreme lowliness and from the occasions in which she embraced it. He could have exalted her before creatures, ordaining that she be renowned, honored, and respected by all, just as he knew how to procure homage and renown for others as Ashertis did for Mardochius. Perhaps if this had been left to the judgment of men, they would have so managed that a woman more holy than all the hierarchies of heaven And who bore in her womb the creator of the angels and of the heavens should be surrounded by a continual guard of honor withdrawn from the gaze of men and receiving the homage of the world. It would have seemed to them unworthy of her to engage in humble and servile occupations, or not to have all things done only at her command, or to refuse homage, or not to exercise fullest authority, so narrow is human wisdom if that can be called wisdom, which is so limited. But such fallacy cannot creep into the true science of the saints, which is communicated to them by the infinite wisdom of the Creator, and which esteems at their just weight and price these honors, without confounding the values of the creatures. The most High would have denied his beloved mother much, and benefited her little, if he had deprived and withdrawn her from the occasion of exercising the profoundest humility, And had instead exposed her to the exterior applause of men. It would also be a great loss to the world to be without this school of humility and this example for the humiliation and confusion of its pride. 239. From the time of her receiving the Lord as her guest in her house, though yet in the womb of the Virgin Mother, the holy Elizabeth was much favored by God. By the continued conversations, and their familiar intercourse with the Heavenly Queen in proportion as she grew in the knowledge and understanding of the mysteries of the Incarnation. This great matron advanced in all manner of sanctity as one who draws it from this very fountain. A few times she merited to see Most Holy Mary during her prayers, ravished and raised from the ground and altogether filled with divine splendor and beauty so that she could not have looked upon her face nor remain alive in her presence if she had not been strengthened by divine power. On these occasions and at others, whenever she could be witness of them without attracting the attention of the Most Holy Mary, she prostrated herself and knelt in her presence and adored the incarnate word in the virginal temple of the Most Holy Mother. All the mysteries which became known to her by the divine light and by the intercourse with the great queen, St. Elizabeth, sealed up in her bosom being a most faithful depository and prudent secretary of that which was confided to her, only with her son John and with Zacharias, during the short time in which he lived after the birth of his son. St. Elizabeth conversed to some extent concerning those sacraments which had become known to all, but in all this she acted as a courageous, wise, and very holy woman. Instruction which the queen most Holy Mary gave me 2.40. My daughter, the favors of the Most High and the knowledge of his divine mysteries and the attentive souls engender a kind of love and esteem of humility which raises them up with a strong and sweet force, like that which causes fire to ascend, like the gravity which causes a stone to fall, each of them striving to reach its own and natural sphere. This is done by the true light, which places the creature in the possession of a clear knowledge of its own self and attributes the graces to the proper source whence all perfect things comes, James one seventeen, And thus it brings all things into correct balance, and this is the most proper order of right reason, which overthrows and, as it were, exerts violence against the false presumption of mortals. On account of this, presumption of pride, the heart wherein it lives, cannot strive after contempt nor bear it nor can it suffer a superior over itself and is offended even at equals. It violently opposes all in order to place itself alone above all fellow creatures but the humble heart is abased in proportion to the benefits it received and in its interior quietly grows a desire or an ardent hunger for self-abasement and for the last place is violently disturbed in not finding itself esteemed as the inferior of all, and in being deprived of humiliation. 2.41 In me, my dearest, thou wilt find exhibited the practical application of this doctrine, since none of the favors and blessings which the right hand of the Most High lavished upon me were insignificant. Yet never was my heart inflated with presumption above itself. Psalm one ten one. Nor did it ever know anything else than to desire to be abased and occupy the last place among all the creatures. The imitation of this I desire especially of thee. Let thy ambition be to take the place, to live in subjection to all others, abased and considered as useless in the presence of the Lord and of men. Thou must judge thyself as less than the dust of the earth itself. Thou canst not deny that in no generation has any one been more favored than thou, and no one has merited these favors less than thou. How, then, will thou make any return for this great debt of gratitude? If thou dost not humiliate thyself below all others, and more than all the sons of Adam, and if thou dost not awaken within thyself exalted and loving sentiments concerning humility, it is good to obey the prelates and instructors, therefore, do it always." But I desire that thou go much farther, and that thou obey the most insignificant of thy fellow beings in all that is not sinful, and in such a way as if thou wert obeying the highest of the superiors. And I desire that in this manner thou be very earnest, as I was during my earthly life. 2.42 Thou must, however, be circumspect in regard to the obedience to thy inferiors, so that they may not, knowing of thy anxiousness, to obey in all things seek to induce thee to obey in things unseemly and unbecoming. Thou canst do much good by giving them the good and orderly example of obedience, without causing them to lose any of their subjection and without derogating from the authority as their superioress. If any disagreeable accident or injury should happen which affects thee alone, accept it gladly without so much as moving thy lips in self-defense or making any complaints. Whatever is an injury to God, do thou reprehend without mixing up any of thy own grievances with those of his majesty. For thou shouldst never find any cause for self-defense, but always be ready to defend the honor of God. But neither in the one nor the other allow thyself to be moved by disorderly anger and passion. I wish also that thou use great prudence in hiding and concealing the favors of the Lord, For the sacrament of the king is not to be lightly manifested. Nor are the carnal men capable or worthy of all the mysteries of the Holy Ghost. 1 Corinthians 2.14 In all things imitate and follow me, since thou wishest to be my beloved daughter. This thou wilt attain by obeying me, and thou wilt induce the Almighty to strengthen and direct thy footsteps to that which I desire to accomplish in thee. Do not resist him. But dispose and prepare thy heart sweetly and quickly to obey his light and grace. Let grace not be void in thee, 2 Corinthians 6.1, but labor diligently, and let thy actions be performed in all perfection. This concludes our reading today for day number 118. We've been reading from chapter 18 of volume 2, paragraphs 237. To 2.42, God can do all things. It would not have been difficult for the Lord to preserve his most holy mother from such extreme lowliness and from the occasions in which she embraced it. He could have exalted her before creatures, ordaining that she be renowned, honored, and respected by all. So the humility, the lowliness of the Virgin Mary is something that surely could have been prevented She could have been a regal queen all her life, but she chooses humility. She chose humility at the Annunciation when she said, I am the handmaid of the Lord. That is a humble response. She chooses humility by giving away to the poor and saying, I will help others and I will live less. God has lifted up the lowly and has cast down the mighty from their thrones. Mary has been lifted up as she proclaimed in her great Magnificat, she could have been renowned, honored, and respected by all. Well, we know that many of us, of course, us who are listening to this, that we renown her, we honor her, we respect her. But we also know she's not honored and respected by all. This is why Our Lady came to Fatima. It's why she asked for the five first Saturdays to repair the damage of the sacrileges against the Immaculate Heart, for those who defame her images, those who dismiss her dogmas and ridicule and mock the Blessed Virgin Mary. We know that there are others in the world who do not honor her, but they, in a sense, despise her. They misunderstand her, and so they can't respect her or choose not to. And so for us, in our love of the Blessed Virgin, we make up for what is lacking in their love, that we love her with our tender devotion and affection so that she might be loved. And then Elizabeth was granted a a special grace, wasn't she? A few times, Elizabeth merited to see most holy Mary during her prayers, ravished and raised from the ground and altogether filled with the divine splendor and beauty so that she could not have looked upon her face nor remain alive in her presence if she had not been strengthened by the divine power. Mary was levitating. This is one of the gifts that are given to some of the saints, that they levitate, that they are so in love with God and filled with the Holy Spirit that they begin just to rise above the ground. One of these phenomena of... Catholicism that hard to understand. We hear these stories of levitations in the saints. There was one Franciscan saint, and I apologize, his name escapes me right now, but he was known as the flying friar that he would often levitate. And so this was something that was given to Mary. She had such a deep prayer life. She was so close to God, of course, because the God of the universe was in her very womb as she was praying Perhaps that's an image you want to sit with today. That's something you want to pray with. Just imagine Mary in prayer. And how does she pray? Do you envision that Mary is kneeling? Is she laying prostrate on the ground as we've heard earlier in the mystical city of God? What does Mary say in her prayer? Maybe allow that to be the fruit of your imaginative prayer today.